With only 25 shows, we have rebranded the 15 minutes of Giving No Fucks podcast into the new Attentive While Oblivious podcast. We felt that it gives the show a broader appeal with a more positive vibe. Don't get it twisted. The show is still the same as our Divorce Devil podcast. Funny, witty, in your face, crazy, entertaining, innovative, and sometimes out of control. The show's premise has not changed and the goal is still the same. This special podcast is one that is not in the business of making you not care about things, but getting you to take a step back and articulate to yourself what is important and what matters in your life. You still attentively care and are aware of everything, but the oblivious side allows you to organize your life while pushing the fluff aside. That's what everybody wants in life. Less chaos. Every podcast will feature my co-host or a special guest, usually a friend of mine. We will discuss how the art of being attentive while oblivious is incorporated into their daily life. We realize the struggle is real. Welcome everybody out there to Attentive While Oblivious podcast that flowed like butter. Formerly known as Giving uh, No Fucks 15 podcast. 15 minutes of Giving No Fucks podcast. And may turn into... <laughs> Yes, well, I know. what David and Rachel do. It just keeps converting. <laughs> we're just changing titles because we're trying um, to find what works. Episode 29, today we're talking about, well, we went a couple of titles, but today we're talking about people who try their best to control you. Why do people, why do people want to control you? That's, let's, let's, let's I, start with that. Honestly, I think it's a learned behavior. I think people who try to control you have either never had a voice as a child or in a situation or they come from parents who were so controlling or narcissistic that they just comp- repeated the cycle so generational yeah and i think yeah. sometimes if someone's really hurt they're like no 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 because i have met people that once i got to know them, i'm like oh it was because of that well, the no phase is one of the ways to combat it, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think, too, like, especially where I work, it's um, military people. And they're always being told what to do, right? Mm-hmm. But there's a bigger picture. So, a lot of those people, when they are dealing with someone like a civilian, mm-hmm. it's very stern. It's very this. This is what you're going to do. This is what. So, I have ABC, a lot of people D-E. that will say this, this, this. And I'm like, mm, no, that's not how I do that. But it takes me understanding where they're coming from of why that is happening or why they need to control the situation. Like, for instance, like if you were in a bad relationship or abusive relationship and you never had any control or power, you're like, nope, I'm in charge. I'm you're not the boss of me. You're this. And I had gone through that a little bit going, well, I've always been told what to do by people who didn't really care about me or, you know, whatever. So now I'm in control. No, you don't get to tell me that because I'm the boss of myself. And I can listen to you, but I'm not going to do that. And I had that's a patient. Th- yeah. I had a patient on Monday, Tuesday, mm-hmm. Tuesday, and she's been a patient for a long time. And we have great conversation uh, conversations. And so we were talking about, you know, one of my favorite words is no. Mm-hmm. But she expounded a little bit further on it. She says, yeah, but my thing is I say no with no explanation. I was like, oh, my God. How do you get there? Oh. <laughs> she said. She says it takes a while. Inquiring minds, I don't know. But it's almost like you do a no, then there's a mic drop because because they wait for the the, uh, the explanation and there's no explanation. But I also think too, a lot of times if someone says no, they have an excuse of why it's a good no. Yep. And when you just like no, 
yeah. and you walk away and they're like, wait, wait, Damn. what? What's yeah. happening? Yeah. And I think that comes from enough hurt and enough experience. Is it generational? Is it like an older person? Like if it's, if it's someone like seventies, eighties, I know people, they don't take shit. They're just mm-hmm. like, no, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. But again, you're like, well, why not? Why do you have to be so stubborn? I'm only stubborn because y'all led me to this bullshit. Like you led me to this no life, right? I'm a, I'm a gangster, no life, but you caused it. So now that I'm saying no, I'm the problem. Like w- w- why? So I think when you get to that phase of no, mm-hmm. it's you care about you care about yourself more than you care about hurting other people's feelings or you know mm-hmm. sufficing other people. And that's one of the, that's one of the ways that people control this. They they make us feel guilty. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm guilt, a, I'm a good guilt, guilt, guilt sucker. Like, yeah. yeah. Give me all I, the guilt. Uh, let me just I, keep the guilt, and then all one day I'm like, I'm my back hurts. Why? Because it's filled with guilt. I have a guilt um, shield. No more guilt, especially now. <laughs> no freaking guilt at all, baby. David has PS. Yes, yes. Post stroke. Post stroke, no guilt factor. <laughs> but no, I, I don't. There's so many sub factors of uh, control. There's guilt. There's, uh, um, God, there's one I had and I, I just lost it. Post stroke, damn. Oh, but, I think a, a lot of people that, you know, I choose not to talk to anymore, it was. They want sympathy, but they say they don't want sympathy, and they want to be mm-hmm. the, get the attention, but they say they don't. So it's always this back and forth of like, well, if I do this, is it going to be enough? And then when you do it, it's not enough. And they're like, well, I can give a little bit more. I can give a little bit more. I give, a and then you got nothing left, and it's like, yep. I need more because you keep giving me more. Yep. So is it our fault for not saying no? Yes, you need to be like, it's okay to say no. It's okay, like. I now, like with my kids, like I said earlier, I was like, if someone is not respecting your boundaries and you're always expected to respect their boundaries, why do you have to listen to what they say? It's an uneven. Yeah. And I was like, literally, like, just be like, no. Well, then she'll get mad. And she's already mad. Or if that doesn't work or you need to do this and it's not in the schedule, like, well, no. But can I do this instead? Or can we make this work? There are ways to say it that are tactful, but there's also times where you have to be like, no. Nah. So how do you go from being a people pleaser to a non-people pleaser? What's the what's a, what's a good way to do Let that? Let me tell you when I when I'm on my deathbed. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like my words and my actions. We are going to work on Rachel. People pleasing. My Man, words fuck and, them people. But listen, what is my job? Yeah, you're a healer. You're a nurse. You're a healer. But you can be a healer and not Like today when the kid sucker. came in, Don't like be comes a in sucker. every day, every single day at lunch. My stomach hurt. Did you eat? No. Go eat. Comes back. My stomach hurt. Did you eat? Well, I didn't like the food. Go back. Today he comes in. I go, he goes, I got something to get. I go, I don't care. Go back to lunch and don't come back here today. <laughs> he went. Damn. He goes, what? And it was like, <laughs> I didn't stutter. Get out of my office. Get out of my office. Go eat and don't come back. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so he goes, what? So where, so where, does, so where does tough love sit in the phase of control? Oh, there ain't no love. I just was done. I had yeah. enough. No, that's 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 tough love. Okay, well, yeah. because I don't know. because you actually care about him, 
but you yeah. project like, dude, I don't care. Yeah. Just for his sake to go. I eat. was literally like, do you not see the 47 people in here that actually have something wrong with them? <laughs> wow. And I say to my kids all the time when they come out, like, I would rather you tell me it's too noisy. I don't like the lady that's in the lunch line. I don't like this. I don't like that. Be honest with me and tell me the truth. Because if I find out that you're playing me, you, you lost your privileges. I don't mm. care. You better be bleeding or shitting yourself to come in my office because I'm done. So what about grown folks that try to control us? Or they try to control us and we struggle with not letting them control us. Like we're on the precipice. Uh, we're, we're on the hill. I'm going to call some people out without calling people out, without their names. I'm just going to give you scenarios. Okay. There's a big event coming. There was Actually, there was just a big event that happened and there's a big event coming up. I see all the moving parts. I see this one person trying to control all the parts. Some of the parts she's part of. That, that's her thing. Some of the parts are sitting out here. Some of the parts are... Have nothing to do with her. Well, they do. They have to do with the event, but not with not her. Not with her, but she's trying to control them. They have to interact with her because of the other people that are involved in the event. Okay. Some of the shit that she says, I'm like, y'all, you need therapy. You need electric shock therapy. You need, <laughs> I don't, you need craniotomies. You need lobotomies. You need the eye pokey thing that says, hey, you're a fucking narcissist with daddy issues with, I'm better than you, Adonis something. What's it? So how do people handle that? They, placate, they, they placate her and let her do her thing because they don't want to make her upset. They don't want to set boundaries because she's an integral part of their lives. So but what would I, happen I, if I you did asked, set like, boundaries? I keep what I would do. I'm like, tell her no. So what happens if they would set, set boundaries? She would be mad. But guess what? They don't set boundaries and she's mad. So mm. what's the difference? So if the you same get, thing. Why aren't you allowed to get your voice out there? Why aren't you allowed to tell your opinion when she always tells her opinion? And I'm just like sitting back and it's affecting people I really care about. And I go, I can only give you advice. I can keep giving you advice. Well, now I have to deal with this person on a very intimate level in the next week. And I'm just like, I would not cause a scene, but mm -hmm. I am not afraid to be like, Shut the fuck up. Because I'm done. I'm done listening to her affecting the people I care about. Why can't you just ignore her? Because it's it it's going to be in my face. It's going to be because I'm very involved in it also. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be, she speaks, I'm going to keep hearing her. I'm going to keep hearing her because I'm tired of it. Because she's also has done some things to me and I've never done anything to her. You're so I'm giving just like, her parking spaces. But still. I just I just don't want her to affect the person whose day it is. Yeah. Correct. Because she, no one will give her boundaries or tell her, shut the fuck up. Okay. And again, I would never do that on the day. The day before, I might. The day before, I might. And say, hey, just want to tell you about tomorrow. Shut the fuck up. No, I'm just going to be like, you this need. This is the day and about here's her. The thing. If she keeps the way going the way she is, she's going to lose them anyway. Mm -hmm. I'd rather not see that for the people I care about. Because that's. Yep. You know. Gotcha. Yep. So again, without saying, I'm sure you can figure it out because I'm not really good at like not saying stuff. But <laughs> um, that's why I'm here. But it's almost like because I care so much, and I don't want people who don't have a voice to be able to learn how to get their voice. Mm -hmm. I'm very good at going. Well, here's what I would do, or here's what. You can do. And I'm never telling people what to do. I'm saying, here's suggestions of what works for me. Because 
My, for instance, is I had a mother who never, ever, 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 ever gave me a compliment. It was always a backhanded compliment, but yet she was complimenting my sister who like knew we knew she knew we didn't really get along. So it was always like, well, your sister did this. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I just became a nurse and help people. Well, she did this and da, da, da. And because she has this, that I'm like, what? And that's that's a type of control. Yeah, and my mom definitely was yeah, that way. That's that's and I think control. I think my mom was more bipolar, so she was super great. Like she would do the crafts and all the things and all the things. Then she had her alcoholism, and when that was on, all the things that she did kind, I would forget about because I'm just a scared kid. Yeah. Or this kid that had to grow up really fast, or this kid that had to deal with a sister who has um, you know, a handicap. And so it's all those all my little kid fears or anxieties and all that sometimes come into my adult life. But I'm like, you know what? That doesn't affect me anymore because I can't change my past. I can't change what happened yeah. to, but I can grow and heal and become a better person and that's break the cycle. That's one of the ways of not letting people have control of you too. Yeah. That, that's exactly what you do. Well, and again, the person who controlled me the most in my life was my mom who's gone. And so yeah. then I have that guilt of like, I should have been nicer. I should have been a kid. And when you have kid. the guilt, she's still controlling you. Yeah. And I ha- yeah. I should have been a nicer kid. I should have done more. Well, I did a lot. And now that I'm accepting, I have to learn that I did what I could at the ages that I was. So mm-hmm. like at eight, when I was taking care of my sister and doing all that, or, you know, alcoholic mom gone all the time trying to do things not you know trying to get involved so i didn't have to worry about my home life and all these things make me who i am today and i think because my mom was so controlling and my dad was a total opposite my dad was my dad was basically how i am now i see what works and there's sometimes i'm like no i'm not gonna let you talk to me like that and i get that from my mom where my dad was definitely more physical. It was like, you mess with me or my family. I'm just going to punch you. And, you know, you'll know I was there. Where I say that, I'm like, ah, just punch him in the throat. Ah, no, that's not what I really do. I shut down. I figure it out. I go, okay, I can't con- I can't change what they're going to say. So I can change or know how I'm going to react in a lot of situations and be like, yeah, I might yell. But a minute later, I'm going like, I'm sorry I yelled. But this is why I yelled. This is what happened. Your this is your presence of this did made me feel this way. Are we okay? Hmm. So, a lot of times, if I get mad, it's mostly at like stop talking to me like that. Like I'm an adult, or you know, at work, or yeah. my kids, or I'm like, okay, I understand that you can vent to me, and I love that my kids can come to me, and I love that they, you know, I want them to be bad in my presence, not in some like at Someone school or whatever. Um, but I think I'm pretty good at like talking to my kids about anything everything sometimes i don't want to hear other things but i'm happy that they feel that they can come to me so i think you need to you can control little pieces of your life but if you want to control them all that's tiring and it can cause stress and cause physical ailments and you know chill the fuck out i think sometimes people have control of us because of the way we we react Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. So it's almost like an indirect control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, because so, they got a response. Yeah. And so, like, you know, we say, I'll turn the other cheek. Well, I'm going to turn the other cheek a couple times. But mm-hmm. then I'm going to be like, and no. I'm shit on you. No, not, sorry. That's not going <laughs> to work for me the, today. You're going to get punched che- in the throat. Turn the yeah. cheek and shit on him. <laughs> oh, right. That, <laughs> cheek. I, that took me a minute. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey. But no, I think, you know, you can be the bigger person, but you also need to know. I feel like, you know, back in the day, if you had a bully... 
you'd be bullied a couple times, but then you'd either step up to them mm-hmm. or your daddy would come and be like, don't mess with my daughter. And then you're like, oh, I got that guy to protect me or I got this or I have a strong support system that that's not going to bug me. Like, you know, I don't know. I think we need to not let people. And I think, you know, we have a lot of people who just feel entitled to be able to do it because oh, I can because no one, I'm not, nothing's yeah. going to happen to me. What's going to happen if I do that? I'm not going to get in trouble. I might get a cookie, but I'm not going to get in trouble. Maybe she's hungry. Oh, I might get chips. Oh, cool. Maybe she needs a snack. Uh, no, she's just an asshole. Like, okay, cool story. Yeah. And until you tell someone that you're not going to take it or you're not going to tolerate it, you're not going to get rid of that proverbial bully, which is someone who wants to control all of your aspects. But they don't walk in your shoes. They don't live your life. They're not nope. paying your bills. They're not doing this. They're not doing that. So until you take control of you, you absolutely shouldn't let anybody control you. And that's hard because, again, I am the let me let me help you because that's my job. But but you have to have boundaries. And sometimes it takes hitting rock bottom to be like, damn, that bitch don't care about me. No one like, OK, yeah. well, I guess we're not friends. And I guess, you know, that person doesn't care. Me. And a lot of times it's really hard, especially if it's family members, because you give them so many chances. Like if you would not give a stranger that many chances, if mm. they were rude to you on the street, be like, who the fuck are you talking to? Yeah, bam, gone. Now, if a family member goes, oh, well, that's my auntie. I don't fucking care. She can be a stranger in a second. And guess what? She's losing out because I have tried enough. I have done enough. And if you know in your heart that you didn't, you're not the problem. Again, and sometimes we need to own up on our shit. Sometimes we're the problem. And sometimes you, like I said, I was a big grudge holder. And I think now anybody I don't talk to, what isn't a grudge, it's, it's a safety net for me and it's healing and it's peace for me. Um, I no longer think that that's, you know, I don't, I don't call it a grudge anymore. I call it, you know, peace of mind. I call it. It's almost like a position holder. Serenity now. It's almost like a position holder where that person doesn't mean much to you you anymore. Right. So hold that position. And you know, with ADHD, if it's not in front of me all the time, I forget it exists. Mm -hmm. So there you go. All right. 15 minutes in. We did a podcast on people who control you and how, Don't let them how set ways boundaries. not to let them control you. Control yourself. Yeah. Because again, controlling yourself too. Like if you have anger and you can control yourself, like, oh, that's really pissing me off. I need to walk away. That's way better than spending the night in jail. Yep. You know, so. And always remember the control song by Jenna Jackson. Control. Yeah. Control. All right.